When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are listening to a Tech Time Explainer with Summer's F1, presented by Missed Apex Podcast. We live F1. Welcome to Tech Time Explainers. This quick episode is called Holy Justified. I'm your host, Matt Trumpets, and I'm joined by the hardest working man in Tech F1, Matthew Summerfield, assistant technical editor at motorsport.com and known to all the cool kids onto intertubes as Summer's F1. How's it going there, Summer's? It's going particularly well, thank you, Matthew. Yeah, we've had a little bit of excitement, but before we get to all of the fun, let me first remind everybody that we are an independent podcast, produced in the podcasting shed with the kind permission of our better halves. We aim to bring you a race review before your Monday morning commute. We might be wrong, but we're first. So uh, I guess before we kick off this thing, um, let's just remind everyone, too, if they want to join the live stream, uh, find Missed Apex Podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Click the little bell icon when you subscribe and you'll get a notification when we go live. So as I was saying, before we move on, let's just recap the technical events of the previous Grand Prix, the U.S. Grand Prix. And last week, the FIA, in an opinion, they said that Mercedes, their new trick wheel system was completely and totally legal. No problems here. Move along. Nothing to see here. But then as we got closer to the race, uh, really, Ferrari started making a lot of noises. And then after the race, we heard that Mercedes had actually changed their brand new fancy wheel system uh, due to a threat from Ferrari. And so I thought it would be great if we could explain what exactly was going on, because it's turning into quite the barn burner, as we like to say over here. It is indeed. And yeah, it, it's something that will obviously have given Mercedes uh, quite an, a performance advantage. So it's quite easy to see why Ferrari would have gone down this route to try to curtail their, their advantage going into the last few races. And also, I think it's important to remember that um, 
this ruling, if it does actually occur to to be a ruling in, in the next few days, will actually have an impact on next year's development for for the 2019 cars because other teams will be pushing the FIA to try to find out whether they can actually uh, build this kind of um, solution into into next year's cars. Right, and this wasn't the only thing that was going on too. There were there were some other things to do with uh, the Ferrari and, of course, tires, our favorite subject. Uh, before the race kicked off yeah so what we had before the race it was a change in safety protocol from Pirelli they'd looked at the data that they'd accrued prior to the event and then overlaid that data with what they saw on Saturday during qualifying and basically weren't too happy with the sort of uh, loads that they were seeing uh, from the Saturday running in qualifying so what they decided was to increase the rear tyre pressures uh, as is their want and need um, for safety reasons ahead of a, a, a Grand Prix, and they increased the rear temp- uh, the rear pressures by one and a half psi, which is quite a substantial amount, to be perfectly honest. And it obviously meant that all of the teams were then blind; they had no data uh, based on having the the pressures run that high. And so we, we were left in a situation where, say, the front runners who are always running as close as possible to the limits will have been affected by that that change ahead of the Grand Prix. Okay, and uh, Ferrari, too, had done some major uh, reversion, I guess it was, uh, because of the wet running on Friday. Yeah, they decided, basically, over the last Grand Prix, few Grand Prix, they've made a huge array of updates to the car. And what they decided to do was roll back those updates. They wanted to see how the car would perform at the US Grand Prix based on a specification that perhaps is three or four races old. They did try out some new parts for this particular Grand Prix, but because of the wet running on Friday, they decided to completely abandon those those parts as well. So we actually saw Ferrari running a car that was perhaps three, four races old as such. They had a lot of parts missing from from uh, this race. Yeah, but it seemed to work pretty well for them based on qualifying. And now uh, let let's get to it. What exactly, because we're talking about Mercedes and we're talking about these wheels, uh, what exactly are these holes that you were referencing? Okay, so basically it's it's part of an ecosystem, the way that we have to look at this thing. Uh, the, the, the way that Ferrari have approached the legality aspect of it is that um, Mercedes are using an approach similar to the one that was banned in 2012 when Red Bull ran a blown front axle. Um, their blown axle is very different to the one that we see, which is commonplace currently, where there's a massive hole in the middle of the axle and, and yeah. it's hollowed out. Mm-hmm. So the old system, basically the these holes were within the axle itself and the wheel and they rotated. So it caused a sort of movable aerodynamic device. And what Ferrari is suggesting with the Mercedes design is that it has a very similar approach in terms of the, the way that the Red Bull design was approached as well. My opinion of that is that Mercedes are using the aerodynamic aspect as a secondary effect rather than the primary effect like Red Bull were. And so, you know, there's there's a clash of opinions here as to what is actually constituted as a primary and secondary effect. As I say, it's more down to the fact that Ferrari really want to know, can they develop their own system? And putting pressure on the FIA is not just the 
fact of trying to derail Mercedes as such. It's also about improving their own chances next season. So it's a very complicated sort of way of looking at this um, straight away. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very complicated. Yeah, it is very complicated. Um, And as I'm, as we're sat here looking at the pictures on the left, we see uh, all sorts of tiny little holes and the, in the race and in the and in the hob and then on the right it looks completely different so what did mercedes actually do to to stay clear of any challenge to whatever points they accrued this weekend okay so the picture that you're seeing on the left is of the new specification that has the smaller holes in there it's what i've termed a diffusion ring because those smaller holes would diffuse the the airflow that's passing through them Uh, Whereas on the right-hand side is what specification you would ordinarily expect Mercedes to use. Um, They are holes that are covered up. Ordinarily, that that part of the wheel would fit onto the the hub itself. And in the hub itself, you have the the brake system in which you have the lugs that the wheel fits onto. Now, there's also other holes in there that allow air to pass through. Now, what Mercedes appear to be doing is using those holes that are already pre-existing in the brake setup to allow airflow to move into the wheel rim. Once it's inside the wheel rim, it then can obviously uh, control the temperature of the tyre through thermal transference. Right, so almost literally like blowing across a hot cup of coffee or a tea then? In some respects, I guess so, yes. So so basically what what they're trying to do is to cool the air that is inside the the tyre and and the wheel rim. And to do that, they are trying to cool the wheel rim itself and then internally change the temperature of of the the tyre core um, in order that it performs better throughout throughout a hot lap or even the stint in a race yes well the race is where we've seen them have the the most trouble but if i look at this picture on the right this was their solution and it looks like they've closed most if not all of those holes up yeah so so what they've basically done is they've they've taken uh, the opportunity to close the holes off in order that they they don't fall foul of the FIA or Ferrari suggesting that they were using this particular system in, in Austin, that uh, they've not only closed off the inlet, what I would consider to be in this particular sense, the inlet holes though. If you look inside the actual centre of, of the wheel rim as well, yeah. they've also put a bead around the inside of there. Now that's where the outlet is. So what happens is, is the airflow is moving into these small perforated holes. It then sits within the core of the the, the the wheel rim itself um, interacting with the internalized flow uh, or temperature um, and then it's ejected through these small holes in in the center of the the wheel rim so yeah it, it's it's uh, a there's several things going on here it's not just one particular um, arrangement right and I, I assume then and and we're about to take a look here at, at an image of the wheel hub I assume then that there are holes in the wheel hub that match the ones that are in the wheel rim there. I think I said it correct. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, um, you, you have do have holes in the brake side of things, and that's where the airflow is effectively coming from. So you've got the airflow that passes throughout the, the, the brake assembly itself is passed directly into the, the wheel rim to try to control the overall temperature. 
Right. And so that that would be part of the overall cooling that they were going for when they were trying to solve their issues with it. Uh, but you also brought up a, an older concept uh, when we were chatting before the show that I, I found was quite interesting. So it's not just that the tire itself is full of air, but they're actually using the entire uh, they're they're using hollow spokes, you think, as well, perhaps to to they're, that they most certainly are. I, I found most recent pictures of, of uh, the new specification real uh, wheel rim without the tire on, and they are actually using these hollowed spokes as they have for a number of years. I'm not saying that that's anything new, but it has changed. The design has changed to accommodate this particular system and also the external fins that we've seen on the outside of the wheel rim, which we all assumed was just the, the basis of, of the, the, the reason why uh, Mercedes uh, tyre management had improved. The external fins were obviously there, put there in a similar way to what Red Bull do to try to control the airflow uh, and obviously control the temperatures within the wheel itself. Right. And I think uh, in reading about about these, what fascinated me was this essentially becomes almost like an expansion chamber, but, but for heat, in the sense that depending upon rotational speed, there may or may not be transference between sort of inside the tire and inside the entire wheel rim. Yeah, because obviously you you get to a certain point, I would imagine, where you would choke the flow that that it can no longer enter the the hollowed um, spoke, yeah. And so you you have these transient conditions whereby you would have a heating and then a cooling uh, of the actual surfaces. So you know it, it, it's something that would change throughout the course of a lap. Um, ch- change throughout the course of a corner. Change throughout the course of a a, a stint. So yeah, it's all about. The, the overall management there's obviously a lot going on here there's a lot of things to consider within the whole scheme of it but yeah it's a, it's a very complicated system okay so uh, now we're back and i really with the fia having cleared this design what really prompted them what were they most concerned about when they decided to make this change and and did they make the change at a time in the event when it, potentially they violated Park for May or something like that? The, we don't actually know when they made the change. So we don't know whether they made the change on Friday evening. So they went into Saturday qualifying without the system as, as well as on Sunday. Or we don't know whether they were instructed by the FIA uh, uh, to... The, see, the, the difference is here is that the FIA didn't actually specify you must make these changes. What they actually said to them was, Ferrari are potentially going to protest the design oh. after the race. So that means then that Mercedes have a decision to make. Do we run it and risk the protest? And then obviously the result could be changed afterwards. Or do they not run it and then think about things afterwards? And I think that's the approach, obviously, that Mercedes decided to go down. Because at the end of the day, they could still have won. uh, Lewis Hamilton could have still have won the championship in the United States, even without the wheel design um, that they've obviously run for the last few races. So I think it comes down to the fact that they were just a bit wary of a a, a protest that would then have put Hamilton's potential uh, championship victory um on the on the line really yeah they were going to lose far less points uh finishing the race uh with the blank off holes than they were going to if they had a race win taken away from them later on uh in an arbitration okay so i guess you really can't wait to see what they're going to come up with for mexico 
as this appears to be not a settled issue by any stretch. No, it's far from settled. And interestingly, I, I think what we will need to see straight away is do Mercedes revert to their old style wheel rim design or do they run the fin design that we've just seen? Do they run it without, with the with the holes blanked? You know, there's, there's numerous configurations we could see them running, um, but it will certainly be interesting to see which they choose at Mexico. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. And thankfully, we're not going to have to wait long. So I have to say thanks for taking the time and using simple words for common folk like me. And before we go, where can we find you online? Probably the best place to find me is on Twitter. And I'm Summers F1 over there. Obviously, you can find my work over on motorsport.com with uh, the legend that is Giorgio Piola. And uh, obviously, my website as well, which is summersf1.co.uk. And that's the place you want to go if you really want to take a deep dive into the subject, because I'm sure there's going to be some good stuff up there. And also, uh, hit the link for the latest Missed Apex podcast, our review of the U.S. Grand Prix. As for me, I'm Matt PT55 on the Twitters, and remember, chicks dig heels, wounds cause scars, and glory is a fungible concept under certain philosophical precepts. This has been Tech Time Explainer. I think that'll do. Pretty nice. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for setting us straight on that one. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.